Welcome to BitFaced. It's not often you get to go see a movie. In fact, I would say it's never happened where you get to go see a movie where you have to watch 18 movies to totally understand <laughs> what's going on. But you know what? This past weekend, we all got to see the much-anticipated Marvel's Infinity War. I'm so excited to talk about it with all three people that are sitting with me today because I have not talked about the movie with them at all. So we're going in completely fresh. Episode before this, you really got to hear my thoughts about Infinity War when I sat down with Doug. But tonight's all about uh, my company tonight and talking about Marvel, a movie that is done. What did we say, Tyler? $283 million domestically as of an hour ago. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then over the weekend, it did um, globally uh, $641 million. Yeah, it's up to over $768 million. And we'll touch on this again later, but I did want to point out that Justice League, in the entire life of its box office, only did $657 million worldwide. Already Just a little saying. Marvel salt coming from my first guest. Not even guest. (laughs) (laughs) Finally. Fuck you, Eric. (laughs) Just because I'm about to move. (laughs) It's guest in this house, obviously. You've been demoted. (laughs) Yeah, because I'm about to move. I did say three guests, though, so technically you've been demoted, too. That makes me feel a little bit better. At least I'm in good company. Well, anyone that listens to the show knows who's sitting to the left of me. Do you want to introduce yourself, or should I just say b Recca? The sexy chameleon. That's right. Hasn't said a word yet, and I know he's dying to. Carl Brevik's also. Yeah, here I am. No, I'm trying to save it. I've been saving it all day, and every conversation that starts, I haven't been able to talk with normal, normal people. <laughs> with people who haven't seen this film since the film came out, because I'm like, I don't want to spoil it for you, and I have nothing else to say right now. <laughs> I only have opinions about this movie and no other conversation topics. So I'm ready. I'm ready. And Tyler, run TRG Glaze. Now, here is a good question, and I want you guys that have been emailing me, and, and thank you, it, the BitFace support lately has been great, but who has been on BitFaced more in tw- 2018? Carl Brevik Ooh. or run TRG? It's actually good trivia, so... Huh. Um, I, think it's, I think it's probably even, would be my guess. Well, you know what? I don't <laughs> even have the answer, but I'm someone out... Uh, someone else out there does, and I will verify it. Yeah. And last week's episode with Ed Greenwood, or two weeks ago, does not count because you were on the episode, but you did not say anything. That's true. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> on purpose, though. Yeah, right. it was. That was I, planned that way. Yeah, it was. Completely. Yeah. I'm just giving you shit, man. That's I why I wasn't there for that episode, because I would not have accomplished that plan. <laughs> yeah. Well, fair enough. Why don't you start, Carl? Because you have been dying oh, to talk. Oh, my goodness. I've never seen so many calisthenics in my kitchen. You were bending down. Yeah. <laughs> I had to bring up a video game to get you to... to just to, distract to, me. Yeah, no, to distract it's so you, right? true. No, I'm losing my mind over this film. I've never been so impacted. I've never seen so much culminate. I've never seen a more efficient uh, use of two hours and 40 minutes. I've never seen better direction, better embracing of... Marvel's got... 50 different flavors right now and they all met in this film seamlessly yeah that was one thing that was amazing like when they were focused on um maybe we should say this maybe we shouldn't everything that we talk about is going to be a spoiler so yeah that's right thank you for bringing that up (laughs) yeah so stop listening now um if you haven't seen it yet um but yeah that's something that i was so just amazed by is you know the beginning when we're on the destroyed refugee ship um, with all the dead as guardians, like that still felt like the continuation of the Thor movie. And when we get um, to the the guardians, that felt like a guardians of a galaxy movie. Like there were so many just little pieces. They did such a good job of still capturing the feel of all of the movies that came before them. I absolutely agree. In fact, to me, it felt like it was longer than two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. Cause I think the actual runtime was two twenty nine. Two forty. Two forty. Is it two forty? Okay. Mm-hmm. And to your point, I felt like every single part of it was just, I was seeing part of a movie I had already seen, right. which was great. And then they brought it all into just one huge, take this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was the first comic book film that felt like a comic book. Yeah. Entirely. 
they jump between locations and characters and plot arcs with no confusion. My dad wasn't didn't lean over once and say, who's this now? And that's a big deal for my dad. <laughs> that says a lot to how hard they worked to really be consistent. But it felt like you're flipping pages now in Wakanda. And we're in Wakanda. Let's go. It was the giant double issue you got at the exactly. end of the summer. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they accomplished their goal completely because when you turn that last page, where's the next issue? Mm-hmm. Where is the next issue? And I, I couldn't have said it better, Carl. In fact, that when I left the theater, I was like, that was the most comic book, comic book movie that they've ever made. Ever, yep. ever, ever. And even the way it ended, it was surprising. I didn't check my watch. The timing of the film was a big deal. I never knew what point of the film I was in. I wasn't like, oh, this is the third act now. It never felt that way. It was a story. Right. The only reason it felt that way to me <laughs> is because I had, you know, little T. And yeah. so two hours in, he's like, is the movie almost over? And I'm like, you know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I told him. I was like, but let's just watch. And he loved it too. He was, uh, he was excited he was a little let down by lack of Hulk. Yeah, um, that was. Now let's talk about Marvel doing a really good job with their red herrings in the trailers. Now mm-hmm. they are yeah. they are oh, three steps ahead. Yeah, I'd recommend it because you see things are like this is not the movie that I came to see. I didn't. So I didn't know that. Right, it was Bruce Banner in Hulk Buster. Yeah, I figured that was Tony Stark mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. the trailer. So they definitely threw things in that you were just like. Holy shit, I saw this already, but it's not what I saw. <laughs> it wasn't until I was walking out of the theater in my car, where I was like, wait a minute, Hawkeye wasn't in this movie. Right. <laughs> he does get mentioned, and so does, does. Ant Man. Yes. Yeah. Both get the mentions. But there's somewhere else. Yeah. Yep. And Ant Man and the Wasp takes place pre Infinity War. Yes. Which I don't I don't like that. I yep. love it. Well, I think it's why though? Because I think it's gonna be good because it kind of gives them the opportunity. Do you know how far before it is? No. It gives them the opportunity to put it smack dab at the end of the movie. Something could happen mm-hmm. to Wasp or partway through. And that's why Ant-Man doesn't show up for Infinity War. And or something happens to Ant-Man. Like I've been all about yeah. that. Like something happens to Ant-Man yeah. in this big cataclysm. The reason why I like it is I don't think Ant-Man as a franchise, it's their job to do the cleanup of this film right and that's what it would become they would have to be how does ant-man explain the 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 epilogue of infinity war that's not its job this is a heist movie right and i'm pretty sure that's what we're getting from all the marvel movies between now and infinity war they're all kind of set before it like captain two, marvel is two in them. the 90s there's only two okay yeah. <laughs> so if it's those two then yeah um because Captain Marvel set in the 90s and mm-hmm. then Ant-Man set before it. So, yeah, I mean, they they specifically don't want... They want that to be the cutoff. They want Avengers 4 to pick up right where Infinity War left us. So, so that... It has to. It yeah. has mm-hmm. to. With that ending, I mean, so everyone except the original Avengers and Rocket Raccoon are dead, correct? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. To- yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I thought that was De- an interesting choice. Define dead. Well, Dustin. comic book dead. <laughs> yeah, Dust. they're comic book dead. No, and that's the thing. And I've been getting into fights about that a lot recently because there's like, well, you know they're going to come back. It does not matter. I did not. That was not my thought when I was sitting in the theater. And it still impacts. And we don't know what's going to happen. And we did lose characters still. We don't know if everyone can come back. Will Gamora come back? Will uh, Vision come back? Will Loki come Loki. back? Probably not. I think oh. those three are dead. And that dead. sucks. <laughs> I think Gamora comes back. Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is is filming. I mean, do you tell but, that story? Well, here's the thing. Again, we've got three years between Infinity War and the last Guardians movie. They've got room. I'm not saying they do it, but they got room to go a year after Guardians 2. Here's, boom, Guardians 3. So th- it's it's nerve-wracking enough to be on the fence. And even beyond that, not that she can't come back for Guardians 3. I just don't think she comes back in the way that everyone's going to come back in mm-hmm. 4. Yeah. Obviously, Spider-Man's not dead. Yeah. Right. No, and that's the thing. Black oh. Panther. I, I mean, you're not going to lose this guy. Um, and that's why it's obvious. But the thing is, what still has me on edge is that we have the new Avengers having to fix this, and that leaves room for at legit sacrifice of our iconic heroes for the next generation, both metaphorically and then literally in film. Right. So you, to me, Infinity War 
is entirely after everything that happens in the movie as far mm-hmm. as comic books go because it's mm-hmm. you know it's Adam Warlock and his alter egos and stuff fighting over the Infinity Gauntlet uh, way different than Thanos this follows more closely sort of to Infinity Gauntlet and we mm-hmm. still haven't seen Adam Warlock mm-hmm. well he's been teased he has been teased at Guardians yeah, at the uh, end of the Guardians, Guardians 2 one of the five <laughs> stingers but that's a that's a big character to bring in uh, for his first appearance in a part four. So I don't know if they're going that direction. And look at comic book Civil War compared to movie Civil War. Yeah. The Russo brothers took a theme and a story, but they're completely different things. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's not my complaint. I have no issues with that. I went into it expecting just Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's an alternate, you know. It's, uh, it's Spider-Man, you know, Amazing Spider-Man versus fantastic spider-man mm-hmm. it's you know those are different different things happen and so the cinema it's it's the 15.5 billion dollar marvel universe <laughs> yeah <laughs> the much more lucrative not marvel. that the comics haven't made more money but i mean come on marvel is marvel is hitting grand slams with their penis yeah no it's I mean, absolutely they, right but they're earning it too. Not you don't get to do that. Laurels. You don't get to do that movie if you've done three movies. No, no. offense to Rebecca and Justice League, when <laughs> <laughs> right? Because we know how I feel about. But you don't get to do that movie if you don't build all of that. None of that works if you don't have eighteen other good movies. Well, and talk about the stress that was on this between Thanos being revealed as a villain. It was the most hyped, probably villain reveal in the history of cinema. I don't know a villain that was hyped more before their appearance than Thanos was in this film. What was his first... He was in... Stinger for the first Avengers. Yep. Okay. The yep. first Stinger, not the shawarma one, but the original cutscene at the yep. end of Avengers, mm-hmm. correct me yep. if I'm wrong, Looks over Thanos. his shoulder and you get the grin. Yeah. Correct. Yep. Okay, that... And it was Brolin. Yeah. 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 So they no, had... No, no. I don't think so. The first one is not Brolin. It's not. Okay. Thank yeah, you, but Carl. everyone since then is Brolin. Has I been believe. Brolin. Okay. He looked way better. I, I I do think it is somewhat different because he looked way better in the original Stinger, in my opinion. For for a comic book reproduced, yes, but for a motive real world being in our hero movie, I liked what it evolved to. That's an interesting point because they did make him feel more. They almost brought in a more human aspect. To Absolutely. It. So Brolin knocked it out of the park. I'm blown oh, yeah. away. He's been a killer actor. I'm blown away. Yeah, I was I was so incredibly impressed. And I've always l- liked him. But again, um, taking a villain that has been this hyped and that's mostly CGI, there there's so much that could go wrong. And he did such a good job. He did such a good job conveying just Thanos's um, the burden that he feels and the certainty that he's doing the right thing despite the emotion that he feels about it. Ugh. Like there, there is no better villain in my opinion than one that is sure he's doing the right thing, mm-hmm. and that was that I was ha- incredible. I have friends on Facebook who are like, "I'm not sure that Thanos is the bad guy," and I'm like, <laughs> "And I'm oh. like, wait a minute, guys." You got that with Killmonger a little bit too. You're like, "I don't necessarily agree with what you're doing, but I see why you're doing it." Yeah, and that struggle is so hard. Like you have valid points, but you're going about it way wrong. The wrong way. I haven't looked it up, but Thanos has to have the most lines of dialogue per character per, per I, the movie, right? I think, I think no, absolutely. So. I would, if I were to bet, that's exactly what I'd bet. Cause yeah, no one but gets the split. He does to be fair. Yeah. I was going to say they have to split all of the heroes into these, you know, comic book sections, Almost two dozen major characters, let alone yeah. the, whatever they said, 70 named characters being featured in this. Yeah. But speaking of these other characters, I want to talk about the amazing introductions for all of them, whether it was cap stepping out of the shadows whether it was Black Widow kicking ass from the first moment you see her, whether it was Rhodey swiping the General Ross out of the way to the Guardians of the Galaxy appearing, looking like it was just a clip from Guardians 3. You didn't even mention the best one was my boy Peter Parker on the yes. school bus. That was so good. Oh, my gosh. Ned, it? make a distraction. And he swings out the window with his makeshift Spider-Man yeah. cap on. Right there. And again, it felt like the comic books again. It was New York heroes responding to a New York problem. And we haven't had that in a long time. And it was glorious to see. You mentioned the Guardians Mm. introduction. Um, 
Wow. My favorite joke in the movie was space. Space. <laughs> space. Knott's thing, and we were talking about it earlier, I think James Gunn had his, he was elbow deep in the writing and presentation of his Guardians. And it goes even to the song choice. I, I showed everyone the evidence, so we can. they're all nodding their confirmations as we speak. They stole my song. Spinners, Rubber Band Man, greatest song, greatest song of the 70s. I've always said it. And it was wonderful. It was just a perfect thing. And we got to see in that little moment, Gamora singing with Star-Lord. And it showed so much growth in their relationship and personalities that I, I melted at that point. I was already melting. It was like, I, they are they close. And it was amazing to see. The Guardians emotional? had the emotional. No, they had the, some of the most emotional scenes in the film. Mm-hmm. My favorite being Rocket's line, it's time to be the captain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And oh, Rocket's man. conversation with Thor, you wouldn't think that those two characters would have been paired off together. Or would have that kind of heart-to-heart. Rabbits? <laughs> the rabbit joke ran a little stale. But, I mean, do they not have rabbits on, on Asgard? Asgard doesn't exist anymore. Maybe That's not. But, uh, we, we haven't seen them. If they did. <laughs> I thought yes. that that was perfect, though. The, maybe, the rocket scene. Maybe an Asgardian rabbit is a raccoon. Is a raccoon. Yeah. It'd be interesting. It could be. I wouldn't be surprised if you weren't correct, because they, the Russo brothers do their research. They do, and that was so pertinent. I I really liked that, because I think I had, I had heard this from someone else, uh, and it may have even been overhearing something you had said, Eric, uh, but someone... Eric. <laughs> Eric, <laughs> someone stated that it was the biggest redemption for Raccoon, uh, Rocket, mm-hmm. because in all the other films, he's just kind of this, you know, pushed off, like this battered character who, you know, fights with the rest of his team the whole time. And this time he has to step up and he has to be, you know, this hero character. And you watched the weight of Yandu's death on his shoulders in that moment, how that affected him the talk he has with star lord going they didn't leave him and he's like no of course not and you see the growth of family and the strength of connection in his decision to do it and that's all everyone continues loki left right off from where he was in ragnarok and i hate it i'm so sad at what happened but i told everyone i said i'd rather see loki die a hero than slip back yet again into random villainy are you about to you know, quote a DC movie here? <laughs> <laughs> Not never. No, that's a good one. That one's allowed. But speaking of DC, it's a good segue to say, not that I want to do comparative compliments, but I didn't think I'd like Justice League less after my last viewing of it until I saw this film and watched them take about two dozen arcs in characters seamlessly and then go back and see that they couldn't do five arcs in, in Justice, Justice League, League without fucking it up. But they yeah. didn't. Justice League, they, they skipped. Had DC Mm -hmm. started with Batman Begins and built the universe from there, Mm -hmm. we'd be talking about a different DC. Marvel put in the work, Mm -hmm. and now that work is paying off. DC ran right to the Avengers with characters that should be established, but the Zack Snyderverse had changed the common core of these characters Mm -hmm. so much that, anyway, I don't want to talk about DC. No, we won't. I just had to say that. Because the emphasis. Before we leave this real quick, though, (laughs) the next movie coming out is Aquaman, and from what I've read, it is a prequel. They almost do go back, and they give an origin story for Aquaman. I don't care. Why? I'm kind of with Bex at this point. (laughs) I'll see it. I'll I'll see it not in theater. I'm not spending that money. (laughs) But it's a huge why. It's, it's, you know, Marvel did it or is doing it with these next two movies because they have to. Right. It's part of a grand plan. Yeah. They didn't put Captain Marvel in and go, what are we going to do? Well, to be fair, they've, they've planned this out. So they, they, you know that they've written stuff into uh, Captain Marvel and Ant-Man and Wasp that affects directly everything we just saw in Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's it's going to be great. Right. And maybe Ant-Man is that uh, necessary palate cleanser like mm-hmm. Ragnarok was exactly. that we need. Well, we need. We need more than one palate cleanser mm-hmm. after that ending. I mean, well, I don't know about you guys. At the end of my screening, there were audible, what the fucks, from people. <laughs> my theater was silent. My, Dead no, silent? Three minutes of active silence, of like very active, like... Three minutes of just... We didn't know what to do. No one knew what to do. We couldn't clap. We wanted to clap because it was a great movie, but we couldn't do that. We couldn't... We didn't talk. We just... Still. And as I, someone who studies drama... 
as soon as you saw Thanos walk out and look at the sun, you knew the movie was ending yeah, then because exactly I it. did. Yeah. <laughs> like, and what well, was like watching the end of a hero's journey. Right. If he's the hero of the story, you're like, what a great scene. He sits down, looks at the sunset. He's got his mission. Hoorah. And just smiles, man. He's yeah. got that smile like I did it. I accomplished what I, I saved said the forward. galaxy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he truly believes that. He truly believes that he has bought all these races more time. <laughs> but to be fair, Doctor Strange obviously knows more than he led on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One of my favorite memes that I've seen. This Are you whole goosebumps? Time. I do. <laughs> I am. I'm gonna admit it. I never get goosebumps. Almost never. And just thinking about and talking about Infinity War, I am insanely goosebumped, and that. That says a lot because it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't happen. So uh, take that right there as, you know, my whole review, like <laughs> goosebump tea. Right. But <laughs> um, I wouldn't drink goosebump tea. <laughs> <laughs> I probably wouldn't either. <laughs> Man, I lost my train of thought. Got the, me. the meme. Uh, oh, Dr. my favorite Strange. meme. Yeah. Doctor, my favorite meme was. Doctor Strange saw Infinity War, you know, 14, 14, 14, million, 14 million times and didn't spoil anything. And that's true. <laughs> it is. But my it problem with that meme is that meme is a fucking spoiler because that's one of the <laughs> well, lines the of dialogue in the movie. It is. It is a line of dialogue, but it's not a spoiler in that because we know he has this ability. He's done. It's Doctor Strange with the Eye of Agamotto. If yeah. anyone's it, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have. Go, I did, wouldn't have gone. <gasps> he can see the future. <laughs> That was that was not a big guess. Somebody gave me. me shit on Facebook for bringing up that Captain America's cell phone number is an Atlanta number. That's the uh, s- and if you're listening to the cast, let me tell you this: all twelve of you that said they filmed the movie in Atlanta, yeah, we but the Marvel know, Universe, but it's not <laughs> set in Atlanta, assholes. So the <laughs> fact that Cap went to Atlanta to get a burner phone and then went back to wherever the fuck to save Vision and uh, Scarlet Witch, fuck you, I'm. Mm, that pissed me off i was like i'm not gonna fight this fight because i just don't have time right now but that pissed me off i love you rebecca <laughs> i couldn't I, I tried to tell doug on saturday i was like i'm about to light these people up <laughs> because you. how do you not understand that i know they film it in atlanta dude but guess what the marvel universe is in atlanta yeah right no because even more than going to atlanta to get the phone i imagine him picking his area code like on hmm because with burner phones, you What's can do that. Not that off. I know this, but you can set your area code in burner phones. Oh, can you? Yeah. I didn't know that. And so, How did you yeah, know that? Manually. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> and so... Breaking Bad. I loved... Exactly. Breaking <laughs> Bad. That's exactly it. No, but I love... I imagine Captain America going, where should I do? Atlanta sounds good. Boop, boop, boop. You yeah, do I'm from have, Atlanta now. You do have a particularly good Jesse Pinkman, so... That's right. I looked up Marvel heroes that come from Atlanta, and there's only some very obscure. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, because they're usually going to Georgia to fight the KKK, (laughs) (laughs) not to find teammates. And uh, Gifted takes place in Atlanta. Not that those two are tied in anymore, but Gifted might as well be called XATL. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I hope that's coming back. I hope that didn't get canceled. We are totally derailing. (laughs) I was going to say, speaking of. No, you got it. I don't think we are. This is all. MCU, this is in. So yeah, I was gonna say. But um, no. Speaking of Doctor Strange, one of the things I've been wrestling with is I'm a big fan of Star Lord. Loved him, start to finish. I relate to him more than any hero to date. Especially when he gets jealous of Thor. Absolutely. I was sitting there going, "I've been there. <laughs> I've been exactly." Uh, and before you continue, yes. Pratt knocked it out of the out game. of oh the park from com- comedy to the feels to emotion. Uh, you can, he, hit, he was looking Thanos in the and and Pratt or not Pratt Star Lord fucked everything up. Hold on, that yeah, good. You mentioned that good. I'm not even mad at him. Let's be honest. No, we shouldn't it's be. Not his fault. But here's the thing. Here's my football metaphor. Okay. <laughs> Everyone's treating Star Lord like the the placeholder that dropped the ball during the game winning kick, okay. and like he messed this up. He lost the game, but a good coach says no. Our defense didn't play well. We didn't score enough points. We were in a terrible situation. All top to bottom. Doctor Strange messed more up to me than anyone. And Tony Stark calls him out on that. Because it starts off with him being too confident. Like almost every hero, he's one of the ones that gets slapped down and captured. That starts most of our problems. So by the time Star-Lord's already batting cleanup, it's his plan that gets that far. And then... He jars it up at the end. But that's one of a series of mistakes from multiple heroes, and that's just the obvious one. That's the dropped placehold. But no one's looking at all the dropped catches or the failed third down conversions, and they're blaming Star-Lord. That's my problem with that. But And at the end of the day, I get him. I get 
what he's doing. Yeah, Rebecca's going over your head. I'm going, no, dude, you're <laughs> right. <laughs> my head, man. Thank you. No, that this makes is an A and B conversation. That makes sense though. It yeah. does because I've only seen the movie once. I, I'm not as smart as you. I didn't interpret that. But now that you're saying that, I'm like, okay, no, maybe it right. wasn't all him. Because the other thing that um, Carl and I were talking about earlier is um, all of that happened after. Doctor Strange had seen those 14 million possibilities and there's one future where they win. So he knew it was going to happen. He could have restrained Star-Lord if that wasn't the thing to do. Strange knows too much. He knows too much. And not in a bad way. No. To be fair, that's... That's the comics. That's Strange, yeah. Strange would know. He's the Sorcerer it's Supreme. another reason yeah. you need to cosplay Doctor Strange. Because I, you know I know much. everything. <laughs> no, but... um. And that's the thing, because like, like watching Civil War, end of Civil War, I hated Tony Stark throughout most of it. First viewing especially, hated Tony Stark. Second time, I really indulged the performances and saw it for what it was. And the moment where Tony Stark says he killed my mom, all of a sudden I was in his shoes. And I would have done everything he did. And I understood that. And I feel that my second viewing, when I watched Star-Lord reacting, because he already had to basically compromise with killing Gamora. He was ready to do this at her request. And then he's listening to Thanos not say, yeah, I killed her. What about it? He's listening to this man in great turmoil as Mantis, report, Mantis reports saying, I had to do it. That's different. That's different than a madman killing your girlfriend. This is a guy who apparently seems to somehow care for her saying, I had to. And that's why his response, you had to. You didn't have to. That's powerful. I get it. I get where he's coming from. Pratt nailed it. He did. It's, I'm, I'm so impressed. Oh, yeah, when he fucking jumps back through the portal. Yes. <laughs> Finger up. Finger up. I tell you, they know how to shoot action, too. Yeah. I never felt like I didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. The fight, um, I can never remember her name. Um, the one on The Walking Dead and Black Widow fighting. Okoye. Yeah. Okoye. Oh, my God. Yeah, that the fight with her amazing. and Widow was, oh, oh, my God. That was, like, orgasmic to watch. I was Widow so shows happy. up like she's not alone, and I was like, oh, you're about mm. to get your ass kicked. And yeah. seeing those two again, because it's just two powerful females that have really established themselves in their respective franchises. Mm-hmm. And then Scarlet Witch jumps in, too. Oh, oh man, I love that moment. <laughs> she is supposed to be the most powerful uh, like an Omega class mutant. Yeah. I still feel she's underused. Yeah. Way underused. She can alter reality right but it's explained in civil war that she doesn't really know how to control her right what she's yet, doing so maybe she's still in, in that phase yeah but, but she is limited to force fields basically it's like force it's like the force plus well she did some crazy shit she did no that's the thing it upgraded but it's still yeah. like lifting things bending things lots of yeah she should be able to straight up just alter and manipulate reality maybe we see a lot more from her in four especially if she with- comes back <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> How do you go from the end of this movie to the next movie? I'm not smart enough to tell you guys how to do that. And maybe that's why the Russo brothers should be in charge of everything. everything I ever. think they have it figured out. <laughs> no, they do. They're, they cemented themselves. Winter Soldier has been my favorite MCU film. A since lot of it people say that. And they're the reason for it. They understand storytelling, they understand the characters they're working with, and they understand film. They just know how to tell a story with a camera. This cements them as the greatest directors to me. I think the way that they do that is they end Ant-Man and Wasp and Captain Marvel in a way to set up for immediately. So we're ready for it. We know what is happening with certain characters, Mm. which can take the lead leading into four. But then so much more is going to happen. There's something that... I don't know what exactly is going to happen with it, but have you guys seen the kind of leak that Gwyneth Paltrow had? Mm-mm. Do I want to hear this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, won't, I, won't, I won't say it on air, but anyone who wants to hear it later, uh, let me know and I'll tell you a little bit about it. Yeah, I've Great. been trying to stay away from the the leaks, not only because I hate that, but also um, you made a really good point earlier about Marvel liking to misdirect and how they hired Marvel, uh, Michael Rooker to ha- just hang out so that Yondu's death wouldn't be spoiled. And so, I don't know. I don't. I don't trust any Marvel leak. Right. I don't necessarily either. Uh, but regardless of what it does mean, if it means what I hope it means, it's exciting to me, and it would make sense with the story. So we we might talk about that later. You know where I want part four to start with Korg flying the last half of the surviving as guardians somewhere. 
so we know that he's okay and that because it's been said well it'll probably be down to a quarter of the Asgardians now but uh I want to see them I want to see them I want to know Meek's okay I want to know Korg's okay I want to know Valkyrie's okay so that's where it starts Korg yeah. just going all right so I'm trying to find the planet here uh still really bumpy <laughs> that's my start so I will say um uh Joe Russo just did a speech at the University of Idaho, um, where he went to school, um, and he confirmed that Valkyrie is okay, but he would not talk about Korg. I'm tired of this. <laughs> Korg, you give me something. Taika Waititi already said that he wants to make Korg and will make Korg a more important person in the MCU. Good. So okay, yeah, that's uh, good. That's thank you. Based, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say based on him, and I mean he voices the characters, so and I, he yeah. would know. <laughs> and I don't think they'd kill any important character I've seen. We saw every character they killed, even in Dust. They showed us right, which was like my least favorite. My only dislike of the movie was that. Really, absolutely. I loved it for the reason that every character, whether it was just two seconds or a drawn out 20 seconds gave us a really good glint, really snapshot of what they were, whether a star Lord's just almost childlike defeated. Oh man. Knowing that Drax's last word was quill told moments to me measures to me. Same with that. Again, the same way that Bucky said Steve for his last word. The only one that really got me and seriously, like just fucking like, Yanked my heart Peter out. Parker. Yeah, Spider-Man. absolutely. Peter so um, the other thing that Jeruso brought up is um, Tom Holland uh, improvised all those lines about, I don't want to go, oh. I'm sorry, well, all of that. And so our official streamer, Toma, brought up a good point, And I think he said that his wife made the point. But technically, it could have been you know, Peter Parker's spider sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've heard straight up just, you know, mm-hmm. saying you're about to die. Mm-hmm. And that, that would be the worst feeling. It would light you on fire. Oh, it's lighting me on fire right now. <laughs> I don't like it. No, I've heard that too. And it makes me cry twice as hard. <laughs> yep. It messes me up. But yeah, finding out that Tom Holland improvised those lines, that those weren't written out for him. That was, he's, I'm so impressed with him. He's so good. He oh is God. the Peter he's, Parker and Spider-Man that we deserve. Mm-hmm. You guys ever seen this old movie called Aliens? <laughs> ah! I knew exactly what was happening the second that line dropped. I was like, oh, God, oh me, yes. me too. I was like, oh, of course they're going to kick him out of the genius. airlock. Yep. Genius. I, I figured that would be like your favorite part of the entire movie, Eric. But it's hard to say because there's, hard, so, there's much, so much, so good, much stuff. good The yeah. first time the uh, the legs popped out of the Iron Spider costume, I uh, came a little bit. I, <laughs> that. I don't blame you. Because they didn't, any Dude. other studio would have shown that in the trailer. Uh-huh. I had no idea. I knew we were getting the cool suit. The ar- yeah, the yeah. armor suit. I didn't suit. know we were mm-hmm. getting the Iron Spider costume. Right. And what a better costume to take to be Cosmic Spider-Man, if you will. He, I mean, he was in space. Mm-hmm. I hope they still do something with Cosmic Spider-Man. And they have the potential to. And... Think about it this way. They have the potential to do so much insane shit with the fact that they bought Mm -hmm. the rights from Fox. We could see so much stuff that we're not even thinking of just thrown straight into Avengers 4. The only thing that I have to say about that is they filmed Infinity War and Avengers 4 at the same time. Um, so I don't know, like that deal just went through somewhat recently, right? And it's so still I don't being know. reviewed by Congress to avoid a monopoly issue. Right. Well, so I, they're not entirely buying Fox. Right. Just, just the, just certain things, certain things, yeah. but there's a certain percentage of the box office is the problem because the superhero mo- movies make so much money. So it's just being reviewed. They're waiting for the stamp. That's what I've heard. I might be behind. So I don't know that they would have time now to put that into a movie that comes out in a year. That blows my mind still. For some reason, I thought Infinity War 2 or whatever the fuck they call it, A4, you know, was going to be 2020 or 2021. Yeah. For sure. I I'm do. so glad it's not because oh I my would, God. I can't, I was telling, I was telling Carl earlier, I can't go back and watch any of the old movies now because all I'm doing is like, I wanted to go back and watch Ragnarok and I can't because I'm going to cry about Loki the whole time. I wanted to go back and watch Winter Soldier and I can't because I'm going to cry about Bucky the whole time. So I can't watch any of these movies for a year. <laughs> well, you can, I'll give you a list of some really good movies. That <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> Maybe give you some kids in the hall. To yeah, watch. Say, yeah. I've, got, I've got recommendations. I know, but I really no, wanted to, right. I, I wanted I to go saying. back and to see the characters the that I loved and I can't cause I'm just going to miss them the whole time. 
And speaking of characters that we love, and the mention of the alien line was so consistent with the Spider-Man that's been introduced to us. The consistencies of the characters from the films, not doing fan service for comic memories or niche things. It was a reward for the fans of the franchises. And I'm a big fan of Whedon still, um, but I'm glad I'm glad he was nowhere near this movie. Because Whedon has a tendency, one of his great weaknesses, is that any character could quip like any other character, and their personalities start to blur when you analyze them deeply. And that was Avengers Ultron to me. Like, any Avenger could have been flipped around and pretty much filled the same lines without noticing. The Rousseau brothers didn't do that. Watching Doctor Strange interact with Tony Stark was watching the Doctor Strange from these films interact with the Tony Stark I've known for a decade. Except the douchebag line. You think so? I had a problem with that. You did. I did. Elaborate. I think he, he could have come up with anything better than that. That's what I call Tyler when we've been drinking five it's beers. Well, and that's, that's, I, he, Doctor Strange is smarter than me. He could should be able to come up with a better insult than me. I mean, unless... What do you think, douchebag? <laughs> <laughs> I think, though, he was speaking to Tony on Tony's level. And that's, that's what I that's fair. That's fair. And that's, that's a clever way to think about it. And I do appreciate that. But I didn't dislike it. I, I chuckled. But I also thought that's... It's almost bringing in, you know... It's taking... It's trying too hard to bring in today's age, the culture that we live in, in my opinion. It was something that, you know... Uh, yeah, it's just a garbage insult that someone, some troll or whatever online would throw out, you know? I did like the scenes between Tony and uh, and Doctor Strange. I thought they yeah. worked great. No. I thought all of the character interactions i don't have yeah. a com- i don't have a lot of complaints about no. this film guys mm-hmm. and i said if i i said at the start if it's just two hours and 40 minutes of these characters talking to each other and thanos doesn't show up i would still be happy because of how it works instead i got a great story and hundreds of interactions that i still geek out over man we got Stormbreaker and oh, that was so good. I, I, as soon as I saw it, especially with Groot making the handle, I was like, I'm making that goddamn axe. So I thought about you. I was like, I wonder if Becca is going to make that axe. <laughs> it turns out I was correct. no. There was not the part where I came a little bit was watching Stormbreaker cut through the power of the Infinity Gauntlet. Yep. Just uh, literally yeah. unaffected reality, power, time, space. Nothing was affecting Stormbreaker, and it cleaves into his chest, and it doesn't end the way i would like it to have because i think you, but it, it couldn't have but it couldn't have because right. you can't have that right now and that's the thing that's even with starler's moment it couldn't have ended where they steal the gauntlet and everything's okay at that point i get it but when it hit into thanos and we really because like before that we saw his cheek bleed apart from an illusion there he is gasping barely able to speak because thor literally brings the hammer and asks him a question and it was amazing the, that was my moment. Because, again, Thor's been my favorite, but the that franchise has had its ups and downs. Uh, you mean down, up, up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But, no, and so to see him be the badass Avenger, that's what that's my Thor. That's the Thor I was waiting for was the one that makes Thanos go, oof, that's Thor. And I do have to point out, I thought of you, Carl, during the line when he was talking to um, the guy at the forge. I forget his name. Itri. Yes. Um, and and Itri was like, it'll, it'll kill, kill you, you. <laughs> only if I die. And I was like, that is such a Carlism. I've, I've it's not even funny. I've said that before. Do you think much. Peter Dinklage was like, look, I want to be huge in a movie just once. <laughs> I, think, I think that they did that because I think it's Rousseau Brothers. These guys are so complete. I think they pitched it to him with you're gonna be a dwarf but but and i think that's how i I, that's my vibe on it i mean there's so much to that i mean a dwarf who's a dwarf who's giant Mm -hmm. loved every second of it i did too i can't think of a moment in the movie i mean i'm being nitpicky when i say i don't like dr strange saying douchebag yeah there were so many moments of the movie that i absolutely loved can we talk about the orange room do it. Are we to the orange room yet? So obviously, at the end of the flick, Carl just brought up that mm-hmm. uh, Thor launches his axe or buries his axe right into Thanos's chest. Mm. Thanos snaps his fingers, and all of a sudden, everything's orange, and he's talking to a young Gamora, and she asks him, and I am totally paraphrasing here because I've seen the flick once, what did it cost? And he says, everything, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's obviously in the Soul Stone, 
according to how I know the Marvel Universe works. But beyond that, that's all I know, guys. So I was hoping for some insight here. Well, so that's that's a tough part. And it could be. So that that was my argument. Someone said, you know, they can't bring back Loki, Vision, Gamora. They died outside of the way where the Soul Gem would have taken, you know, all, all of the lives. Uh, but I was like, well, Gamora technically was sort of traded mm-hmm. for the soul gem so i think she could come back in that same fashion yeah now in the comics infinity gauntlet this is where it differs hugely because gamora's not even in it yeah <laughs> and uh you know nebula is some rotted fucking mm-hmm. corpse and uh you know but adam warlock is technically one with or part of the soul st- the soul gem mm-hmm. and so he's basically god of the soul world and that is how they end up going through and and finding a lot of and bringing back a lot of these characters uh and so it's totally possible that they kind of pull that this way but we don't have an adam warlock and we don't have so maybe because gamora was traded for the soul gem she became part of the soul gem and we get Gamora as the way that she brings back these other characters. That would be that would be a good. I dig be it. Cool. Yeah, make it a journey for her. No, that's I a like big that. deal because we have three characters in this film that talk about what they have to lose. We have Thor, who's decided he has nothing left to lose. He says that to Rocket. Yeah. Rocket counters with, "I have a lot to lose." <laughs> I have a lot, to and lose. that's a huge change for this character yeah. as we've known him. And he, tragic. I'm gonna get emotional. He loses everything. He loses all the guardians and he doesn't even know that yet. And then we have Thanos. I know he had to watch Groot die twice. That was the other one. Peter Parker was bad. Watching me as a viewer, watching Groot die twice was bad. Watching rocket watch Groot die a second time was horrendous. You saw that they confirmed that technically Groot himself died. Mm-hmm. And, this yeah, is and that's a different... his son. Yeah. Yeah. Or his, yes. Yes. His, his next. So yeah. He watched a Groot. A Groot. But his Groot's. Groot's his died. Groot's died. Yeah, his twice. Groot's died. Correct. No, but that is good because someone otherwise would be commenting going, Carl doesn't know anything about the Guardians. <laughs> but so you I do. Appreciate, I do. So I appreciate that. No. And then, and then Thanos. And it's when he says everything. I've given up everything for my goal in that orange room. And I do, whether it's, again, just the oh. soul zone around him. But it's really interesting to see who lost what and what they fight for. So the two people clashing the most right now have said, I've lost everything. Mm-hmm. That That is harsh. Right? Oh. No. And that's thing. And just a really quick wink and nod. Uh, Red Skull coming back blew oh, my yeah. mind. Yeah. I wanted to ask about that. I saw a lot of comments from... Um, from a gatekeeping comic book fanboys who are like, oh, you should have seen that coming because of the way he blah, blah, blah when he touched uh, the Tesseract. And so I wanted to bring that up because I obviously don't know as much about the comics. Uh, and wait, again, wait, wait. Who, who, who should have seen what coming when he touched? Should have seen that Red Skull would show up would again. show up again because the way he disappeared when he touched the Tesseract looked like he was being beamed off somewhere, not... Yeah disintegrating into yes all right but so like movie five yeah <laughs> correct <laughs> okay i'm just and then to that point you know to those comic book fanboys a that has nothing to do with, with the comic anything. books Mm-mm. yeah and and b he's you know the keeper of the soul gem not the tesseract was the was real space. space the space yeah gem. and comic book nerds they recast him so go fuck yourself <laughs> that's what i was say hugo weaving hugo weaving said he wasn't coming back and because i thought it was him he did a but good job instead ross marquand with his amazing impersonation skills made me believe until i went and checked the imdb that hugo weaving had returned to the role i wasn't like blown away by that reveal but i was kind of like holy cow this is- i was i would never expect to away. see red skull again. i was too well and i thought it was death and i was like don't shoehorn death into this story i thought for sure it was death because the original thanos story that's why he's doing all about this. death. yes in fact he's kind of like a schoolboy showing mm-hmm. off his power to try to win over death uh and so I also thought it was death, and I I would have been very disappointed mm-hmm. if it was death, unless they went into, you know, explaining, and even then portraying death like that was such a such a such a bad, stretch. Yeah, it's 
she's she's mistress death like right you know you have to show her face she's decently attractive for death let's be honest so but not, and again this is why the rousseau brothers know what they're doing because they said that it's not that they didn't think about it it's not, ah, we're not going to do it they thought about it they processed it and they said there's no way we could include death give her a backstory worthy of the character give the relationship between thanos and death a worthy story and then make you believe thanos's feelings for her in this film it's impossible and they were right and they don't include death and they do include tobias funke <laughs> win-win <laughs> i can't wait to actually look for that when i watch it a second time i got to see it with doug who had already seen it and looked okay. on the internet so, uh, so he, he was, was like eric right hunting here yeah and he pointed to me and i was like holy shit yeah <laughs> as soon as i saw at the end of the credits um arrested development characters provided courtesy of blah 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 i was like i have to watch this again <laughs> uh, from the screenshot that i saw it looked like it was the shot where they're with the collector it's in the collector's room, and it's yeah. like jean shorts and in uh, the glasses, <laughs> painted blue painted with the mustache. Blue with the mustache, yeah, I love that. Amazing, and that's—I mean—that's something you can only get by people who want to bring. To your point, they don't introduce so much fandom, but they say, "Ah, here's a little." You might here. here what it is? It's here is where we start yeah mm-hmm. these people mm-hmm. gave us a chance mm-hmm. and we're gonna throw in a couple in jokes we're gonna throw in the blue family stair car we're gonna throw in tobias mm-hmm. Funke. yeah because that's where we went from directing that show that no one watched that got canceled to directing the highest grossing movie of all time all time, of all time. <laughs> well not weekend, yet but for the weekend i i think it might i don't i mean know come on what... wasn't black panther like fifth or fourth yeah. now yeah, yeah. This is going to beat that, guys. No, it's going to, it's got to. Oh, well. Absolutely. It's, and well, again, the word of mouth is fabulous. Like, even those who don't, like, weren't like mega fans for it are still going, you got to see it because of what it does, does to you. Even people who are like, I haven't seen all the movies yet. Should I watch it? And I was like, yeah, you yeah. should. Like, if you're not a huge fan of the comics or of the characters, no big deal. Watch the movie anyway. Because right. it's a Thanos story. Yeah. It is. And it's, it is. It's, a, it's a reward constantly for us who've watched everything in the franchise to date. But it's a Thanos story at the end of the day. And it tells that story start to finish. Because that's the thing. A lot of people are like, well, it's only a half a movie. I'm like, it's not. This isn't a part one to me. It tells a story. The story goes on from here. Right. But it's a story. It's not a part one. Well, and that's why... What Wasn't the Avengers 4 originally going to be called Infinity War Part 2? And then they changed it, and mm-hmm. they're not going to tell us what the new because title is? Because the new is. title is supposedly a spoiler. Right. Oh, that's Oof. so interesting. And it's so weird. Oh, man. Because they're, they're entirely... They're not entirely, but as far as like trying to stick to it, they're entirely disregarding the comic book continuity. Yeah. That's why... They have to, but... And I'm okay with that. I'm just saying, like, so what would they, they have to, it has to say something very specific to spoil the story they've set up. Yeah. No, right. No, point. and that's exactly it, because we you don't know. know at this point. Is it Because, like, the only thing I can imagine is it spoils something from Captain Marvel. And if Captain Marvel's plot line reveals a new character or a new influence that's going to be influential to it, but I still don't know. Or, I mean, if they name it something like Avengers Infinity War... Look the, who's down, back. the downfall of Thanos. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. or something like that. You know, something. Don't worry, that's... they're alive. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they call it the downfall of Thanos, though, because we all know that's coming. Right. How that in happens, the comic though, book? Technically, it, it might not. Now, if the Russo brothers have Thanos win part two of Avengers, then Dude, oh, holy shit! Then I, all, yeah. all bets are off, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. If they're like, this is how we write out all the characters. Except for the ones who want to go. <laughs> well, and I try not to hypothesize too much, but I've liked the theory. They've got the six original Avengers are still alive, and, and someone, Rocket, correct. and Rocket, and Rocket, and uh, yeah, and, and and Nebula. Nebula also survived. Um, oh, did she's she? with Tony? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so, but we've got the six original Avengers, and someone did a really cool thing where they lined up the Infinity Stones and the Avengers. Like Captain America is time, and Thor is space, and Hulk is power, and so. I still see the possibility of the six, the golden six, give, sacrificing themselves in some way to allow the new wave to remain. That is such an interesting point because the people who have said that they want to be out, as far as I can remember, mm-hmm. are a lot of the ones who stayed. Chris right. Evans. Right. And that Chris was Hemsworth. my one sort of complaint, but again, this is really nitpicky, um, is that 
we know that these these dustings aren't going to stick around because the characters that they chose to turn into dust have movies coming out and the ones that stuck around are saying that they wanted to be done if they had dusted captain america i would have been like well chris evans his contract is up it's just done so Mm -hmm. maybe maybe this is gonna stick um but since they didn't do that you did kind of know at the end of it that those guys were gonna come back and in contrast i felt there was almost a payoff though because I spent the whole movie going, when are they going to kill Captain America? Yeah, like, that's I sp- true. I sat in my seat the whole time going, when are they going to do it? And when <laughs> Thanos punches him, I thought it was going to be an homage to the backhand. And he was just going to be down and dead. And I was going to yeah. go, no, because it was slow motion. I was like, it didn't happen. It's not this way. It and didn't. When, when he stabs Tony Stark, yeah. I was like, oh, oh he's that's gone. it. He's that's dead. it. Yeah. Tony Stark is dead. And instead, the payoff became, you Save thought these life? guys were going to die? Nah. It's much worse. Watch all the new ones you've just fallen in love with die instead. And so that payoff almost made up for the predictability right. of the long game. Just because I sat in the seat going, hold up, what? what?" And every sequential death. Like when Star-Lord faded, because Mantis goes, Drax goes, and Star-Lord's just standing. And I was like, oh, thank God. And then he ashes. And I went, no, quite audibly <laughs> in the theater. I didn't think Spidey was going to die. No, because no, it was so, it took, he was the last. Uh, Still, <laughs> That is the part that still hurts me the most I, out of that entire movie. No, I sobbed. Like, like people are like, I almost cried. I'm like, almost? <laughs> I was straight up sobbing. And luckily, my brother was crying next to me. So I didn't look so bad being the only one crying in the back row of this theater. I cried throughout basically the entire thing. It was set up. It, it was so bad because the trailer that we saw, the last trailer we saw right before the movie started was the documentary about Mr. Rogers. Oh. And so I started tearing up there. And then it just kept going. And then all of Vision and Wanda together and that whole dynamic and seeing them finally together and happy and him saying, what if I don't have to go? We've been stealing these moments. Just everything was a knife. Everything was a knife. And so I cried through the entire movie. Well, let's talk about uh, Scarlet Witch and Vision. Why? (laughs) Because I loved how they were in love. Yeah. There was right. no pre-story. You just and we believed it, yep. and we get it, and it was a nod to again comic fans who know the relationship. But as a viewer who has never read a comic book, you still went, "No, they're in love. Yeah. I'm in. I'm invested in them from moment immediately. one, immediately." And it's such a difference because where they left off was, if I remember right, Scarlet Witch just leaving and mm-hmm. blowing past Vision, and nothing happens in between that between those two characters. Right? He he couldn't make good Peppercosh guys. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that was that's another prime example of the most efficient use of time right. in a film ever. I ended that movie hands on my head, wiping tears away, and I ha- I turned to my kid and you know, he he liked the movie and I said to him, "Thank you so much for being here with me." Aww. Because it you Aww. know, it it doesn't necessarily mean a lot to him at his age and he hasn't you know, seen and experienced all this, but to be able to take, you know, my kid to see uh, Infinity War and experience all the stuff that has been a part of, you know, my childhood, it really, it... uh, Oh my goodness, (laughs) that's so sweet. (laughs) I mean, it hurt. It it was good though. It was like, it was a, it was like, man, I'm, I'm so glad that, you know, I got to take you to this. I felt the same way. It was a decade with my brothers watching every film in the theaters. And this was, it, it, I won't say the last one, but most likely because we've got people moving all across the country after this summer. Yeah. Probably our last film in the theater together for sure with Marvel. And this was an end of a decade of film, cosplay, gaming, fandom, debates. And I did the same thing because the movie devastated me. And then the reality of my world around it was equally impacted. And so I totally get that vibe. This was, it's a lifestyle. It's an absolute lifestyle. I was going to go see the movie by myself on Friday night, and my best friend at the last minute drove down to go catch it with me. So thank I'm you, so Doug. Thanks, yeah, Doug. thanks, Doug. Yeah, that oh is not God. a movie. Not, not, not as emotional as uh, as your child or seeing it with your brothers, but my that's, my brother. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's came emotional. down at the last minute to uh, to watch the flick with me, and that meant the world to me. It so. does. I saw that when you tagged him in it, and you said watching it with Doug. I was like, Doug drove down. I was like, Oh my God, I'm. So- Yes. Yeah. I was stoked, dude. I was happy because I was gonna go see it by myself. I had amazing seats, by the way. F fourteen and F fifteen at best uh, seats, at Cinemark. <laughs> the speaker is underneath you. Oh, yeah. that's cool. I'm taking my next date there. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Wet before you get home. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was a, it was an emotional film, and I, it's a film I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna watch again. 
we are at wrap time, but do you guys have final thoughts? Uh, I'm not, and I'm looking at you, Carl, especially right. yeah. before we, uh, we close. Uh, they stole my song. Rubber Band Man was amazing. Star-Lord is getting more flack than he deserves. And this was one of the greatest films that secures the Russo Brothers legacy as some of the greatest creative minds of this generation and possibly any generation. Yeah. I mean, at the same way I felt leaving the movie, my body has been on fire just talking and thinking about it. And mm-hmm. I need to see it again. So, yeah. so that's what I want to say. I love. Thank you, Marvel. Thank you, Disney. Thank you, Russo Brothers. Thank you, cast. Thank you, crew. Thank you, every one who catered a meal for this cast. Thank you, thank you, thank you for what was made. It was made in Atlanta, right? Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, it was. Weird. I guess that explains why Cap's burner phone. Did did anyone ever call that number, by the way? Okay, so here's the deal. Oh, I'm yeah. glad you brought that up. That's, yeah. Uh, before, I guess, the movie came out, or right after it came out, when you called it, you would hear Hotel California by the Eagles. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of lines in Hotel California that are very relatable to Infinity War. Then I read someone called it, and a lady picked up, and he got scared and hung up, and now the number is completely dead. Okay. But you have to think with enough foresight as the Russo brothers have... Normally, a number in a film is five 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 five, right. or something that's so generic that you would never think to do it. Right, and so that's the thing. Like when I saw it was an actual number, my immediate thought was, "I have to call that phone number." And it would have been great if it had been like some kind of Easter egg. Well, I did that with John Constantine during the TV series because his card, his business card, has a number, and you call it and you hear instant voicemail. This is John Constantine. I'm away from the phone, but if you got a big problem, you got to find someone fast. Have you done a Constantine? Yes. Oh, oh yeah, you man. haven't seen it? every Constantine. Oh, mm-hmm. thank God. Yeah, I was gonna. That was so perfect. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but the, I guess the number doesn't do anything. But you figure that number. I don't know. I only recognize it because that's my phone number. I've yeah. had the same Atlanta phone number since cell phones existed. I was reading a lot of the lyrics that people were posting, you know, for Holte California, um, and I was like, "Holy sh! This is." It is. It ties a lot into, you know, what happens. It ti- Oh, my God. That looks great. Thank Gosh. you. Thank you. Uh, yeah. And uh, if mean, you what, just, what do you expect from Carl, for, though, at this first point? Off, you expect excellence, right? All, all you have to do is take off the jacket and you're Sean from Shaun of the Dead. So. I'm ready for that role, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. Let me be put, your Ed. Put Done. the, put the Done. red. This is happening now. You know, the red pan. You and have that's, the red. Yeah, that's it. I want to do a Cole Conde where red slowly gets added more and more. <laughs> anyway we're talking about what <laughs> hotel california uh and basically it leads me to believe that you know it it ties in a lot more to the soul gem and the soul world so uh and hopefully that's the case and if there's that much foresight and i think there is and i mm-hmm. think they've already written out and planned everything that they're doing and like mm-hmm. that's the greatest part is i'm a huge fan of you know the comics uh, infinity gauntlet was only a six you know issue mm-hmm. miniseries and so much happened in it and i feel like i still didn't know what the hell was going to happen in this movie or in the marvel cinematic mm-hmm. universe and i like that better mm-hmm. great flick go see it however they've made a lot of money so how about buy a ticket for super troopers 2 yeah. and then go see infinity war because I know Infinity War is eclipsing all sorts of box office records, but Super Troopers 2 is the highest grossing Broken Lizard film so far. We crowdfunded it. We made it happen. And Tyler, don't take it from me. How fucking funny was it? Oh, it was amazing. Get Do yourself a favor and do what we did. Get a group of friends, mm. cause a bunch of chicanery. <laughs> Shenanigans. <laughs> Chicanery. Oh, chic- okay. Yeah, sorry. From Super Troopers too. You got the Canadian your references. I'm, I'm, I'm being a dickwad. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's it. It's funny even if you're not a big Broken Lizard fan. Like it's just funny. Did it's you even see it? Better. Oh yeah. Okay, good. Oh, I love yeah. it. We could do a whole nother bit face tonight about. <laughs> but you we know want. my number. <laughs> we might we might have to. Doug and I touched on it a little bit last week. That's another one that I'm gonna. I'll probably see Super Troopers two again in the theater before I see Infinity War because Infinity War is gonna be out for three more months. Right. I can't wait. I'm- I thought the trope of them being like. Ah, look, the twist, and then she was evil, and then they're like, oh, wait, another twist. I was like, well, okay. I actually didn't quite see that coming. It was a good flag. So buy buy tickets to Super Troopers, go see Infinity War. Hell, buy tri- tickets to Super Troopers, and go see Super Troopers. Yeah. 
Thank you guys so much for sharing all your thoughts with me tonight. It was good to just do a good old-fashioned bit-faced. Uh, to address one concern that I've heard, yes, Rebecca is moving. No, you cannot have her slot on the podcast. So Fuck there. you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and, yep. and fuck you guys from Rebecca. Yep. And what better way to... She's uh, about to dip out through a fucking portal. Finger up. (laughs) Straight to California. Damn right. I can't wait to come visit you. And we'll talk about this off air. But uh, there's a lot of restaurants I really want to go visit uh, where you're moving to. So I can't wait to come see you guys. The donut place. Yes. Very Uh. excited about that. So she will be relocating, but she's definitely not leaving the show. To my left, the sexy chameleon, B. Rekka. Across the table from me, Still, and hopefully always will be, my favorite actor in the entire planet. You can check out his new Ghostbusters movie. That's right. Very soon. Coming out this fall. Follow the fan page. Open for business. Open for business. You definitely will see us share it on BitFace just like we did with the trailer. We're totally behind this project because we love Carl. And we know, based on the feedback we've gotten, that you love Carl. And and, and we love you for that. To my right, he's probably done two episodes this year of BitFace, but that's cool. You still love him. He's, <laughs> he's the chairman of the what? board. Oof. Give him an oof. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Tyler, run TRG Glaze. I'm Eric G. Hollis, and I'm not your dad. 